0: Welcome to Scrolling, a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number 66. Today on the Scrolling podcast, we have a special guest. This is someone we have uh, mentioned uh, a handful of times in recent episodes. Uh, If you've done any Battlegrounds on PCNA, then you've most likely seen this person's name on your death recap a few dozen times. Uh, He's the reason Stam Crows are OP. He's our good friend, (laughs) the one and only Uncle Sam. Sam, how's it going, dude? It is fantastic. Thanks for uh, having me on. Awesome. Great to have you here. I've been been thinking about having you on for a while now, and uh, we were just kind of in Discord. I think we were just hanging out in Discord for the first time not too long ago, and I was like, it just kind of occurred to me, like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to ask Sam to come on. We're about to do the BG report. Sam's a BG enthusiast like us, so it's perfect. It's a perfect fit.
1: Perfect. It was really just timed behind a good BG Cat Wasn't mad at you after one of the BGs. And so. <laughs> he
0: got He's mad like, at you know what? That him. one went pretty
1: well. I'm going to ask him to come on. <laughs> we
0: perfect. actually ended up on the same team, and Sam carried me to victory. Yeah. So I was like, you know, we can be friends now. Okay. <laughs> uh. Sam, so I just want to ask you a, a couple of questions here, just so listeners have an idea of who we're dealing with here. Certainly. Um, so, how long have you been playing ESO? This will be—I'm probably just shy of two years playing ESO. Okay, so you started like what? What kind of expansion was that around two years oh, ago? Oh goodness! Um, was it, that's right when the
2: dragons came your out. Year dragons. So that must be elsewhere. Uh, elsewhere. Elsewhere.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Cool. Cool. Sam, so big, you were here. Big PVE guy
2: yeah (laughs) i kind of started that way that's that's how i first wanted my experience to go playing eso and then uh uh just found my way to pvp and i can't stop it's just
0: an addiction yeah i think that's similar story for being davis this was straight up just a rpg for the longest time i wanted to play a little like skyrim and then you know things happen my
2: (laughs) my favorite story
1: to tell about ket is his first character that he got all way all the way to max level and he never bought a mount. <laughs> oh, wow. I
0: traveled the whole map. He on ran
1: it all. Oh, wow. Me
0: and old Catface Johnson, old my Khajiit Stanblade. Blade. Yep. he
1: was showing me how to play, and I think I hit level 10. And I was like, oh, cool. We can get a mount. And he was like, oh, that's interesting. I should get a mount. <laughs> I, was, I, was I should already get like, one of
0: those. Well, beyond CP 160. <laughs> uh,. Anyway, yeah, that's cool. So elsewhere, so you started like right around the, the Dizzy Spam meta and uh, the dot meta and all that when all that stuff was going on, right? Wasn't that around that time? Um,
2: yes, perhaps. I don't think I got into PvP until quite a bit later, though. So uh, okay. I was just past the dot meta. I got into PvP right around the, uh, I think I like hearing people coin the uh, proc Op-olis? Procopolis? Procopolis? <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Procalypse. Where, uh, yeah, Procalypse, where procs did not scale off of your weapon damage, so everybody was making these tanks with three proc sets, so you couldn't hurt them, but they would nuke you, and you didn't know what happened, and I was very confused.
0: Yeah, 25% Malakath as well, yep.
2: right? Yep. Yeah, 25% Malakath. Those were yeah.
0: dark times. <laughs> dark times. <laughs> Those were dark times.
2: I remember seeing a a 9k Crimson and not understanding what Crimson was or how he just healed the foal. I was very (laughs) bewildered on how PvP works. Man, I'm not going to lie. I've kind of
1: forgotten about that set. But boy, that set was miserable. Yeah, Yeah, it was.
0: Man, what a time to get into PvP. So that's (laughs) probably the most volatile the environment has ever been. You were forged in steel, Sam. No wonder (laughs) you're you're as good as you are. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So who's your main and do you have any alts? Yes, my
2: main is a Stamcrow. I guess my two alts would be my Magsork and my Stamblade. Sweet, sweet. Yes, the my main that I would consider that a uh, Stamcrow is was not the first character I made. He was actually the third character I made, and that's all my characters. I only have three. I don't have a ton of time because I work a lot, and then whenever I'm not working, I'd love to just get in a BG, not start a new character and level to fifty. So <laughs> yeah. Three for me. That sounds.
0: That's more reasonable than thirteen. Yeah,
2: I can't. I can't even imagine. Get it together,
0: Ket. Thirteen.
2: Like doing my three daily random normals, it just feels like a tedious task at night.
0: Yeah. the The key is to neglect most of them most <laughs> yeah. of the time. Oh, okay. you just have like three or four okay. that you actually log in with. Gotcha. <laughs> that's the secret. That's the secret. So you already kind of covered a bit. I had a, a, the last question here is just what what do you mostly do or what sorts of things do you do in ESO?
2: Um, currently. It is just PvPing, and I would normally say PvPing is my favorite thing to do, but honestly, it's theorycrafting. I think I like coming up with builds far more than I even enjoy playing them, and oh, I enjoy yeah. playing them. But uh, I love making something different than anybody else has. I, I, I really just don't like the meta, I, so I just um, try to be different. I want, like, when someone to die when they die, they have no understanding of, like, the build I'm running at all. Like, it's completely unique to them and uh they're like hey that's cool or something that's kind of what i go for I, I don't do any pve i don't do any questing really nothing oh the only the reason i do dungeons is for transmutes since they locked them all yeah just
1: wacky dungeons. bg builds man after my own yeah, heart, i right love there. wacky <laughs> bg builds that's my favorite
0: yeah yeah we've, we've mentioned a few of your builds here on the show always uh always pretty oh, creative you. with your uh with your build ideas and uh not just creative, but also very effective. I feel like you don't you're not sacrificing the effectiveness with the creativity there with your with your builds. No, definitely not. No, definitely not. That, That's uh, the reason I can't have
2: thirteen characters. <laughs> test builds all day.
0: You have that uh, what it's a stam sort with the fire staff, right? That you have like a basically yes. a one shot light attack build. Yes, and
2: I must say, I cannot take full credit for this build. There is a guy who i don't know if i should name on a podcast who ran a similar build and i probably ripped 50 percent of the build from him and then made it my own um but yes it's a stam sork who uh runs a fire an inferno staff and he runs crystal and crushing weapon Mm -hmm. as his uh uh combo that's
0: cool that's cool so you charge them up both one single light attack delivers them both that's neat
2: yep and so he's just max damage to to the nine. Um, he's got w- one damage increaser set, one proc set, and uh, when you hit somebody with the with the uh, overload, the crystal weapon, and the crushing weapon all in the same tick, um, if they don't have more than 25k health, they pretty much explode one shot.
0: Yeah, Good. you've one shot me a couple of times. The only one, the only time that I am successful against that build of yours is if I'm on a full on roly poly and I'm just spamming dodge the whole BG. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that is his weakness, since he's so single target. Any roll, and I just can't hit you. Yeah. You can just roll forever, and but, I'll never touch you.
0: Otherwise, man, I've, it's definitely happened where it's like I'm, I'm, I have most of my health bar, and suddenly I don't.
2: Uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a surprise kind of build like when you hit someone and they they give you that look where you can kind of see them in game freak out like i don't know what's happening and then,
0: yeah because usually a sork gets telegraphed you get that curse on yeah. you you get the mage's wrath so you, you kind of can yep. get ready but this is just comes out of nowhere one single shot that just takes you out yep. it's crazy that
1: makes me wonder if that new mythic item that uh buffs your light attack damage a lot would would also be like one more level uh. to that
0: that could be interesting. Sure, I
2: ran a mental number on that and the the 900 damage you get probably isn't worth buffing every aspect of the combo that year. You're mm. you're, uh, yeah. you're running I I would I would assume more of a damage mythic would be better or maybe no mythic. Yeah. Yeah, honestly,
0: mythics are kind of becoming a little less necessary. Like I was just yeah, uh, I messing know. around with my mags work, which I'll actually talk about later. Uh, but I really came to the conclusion that I think it's best with to not put any mythics on that character like it's I'm better off without them.
2: Now that these monster sets can crit, they can uh they can really make some magic happen. yeah, you don't need a mythic.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Well, let's get into the meat of the matter. So um this this episode, the special episode, we are doing uh, something that we've done uh, a few times before, something that we call the BG report. Uh, so ever so often whenever the meta, Shifts uh, significantly enough that we kind of want to reassess things and see what, what's our take on Battlegrounds. How are the, the different classes stacking up against each other? And what are some just general observations we're making about Battlegrounds? Uh, I think this patch is a, is a very good time to, to take a look at things and, and break it all down like that. Uh, and that's why we wanted to have Sam here. Uh, Sam's just like us. Basically, the only thing we do is Battlegrounds. Um, so a perfect person to have on to, to figure all this stuff out. Uh, I want to make a quick disclaimer. Um, there is no official Battlegrounds Council or anything like that, right? This, is, this isn't this is the official word. This is just, <laughs> you know, we're just friends talking about the Elder Scrolls online and this is just how we see things. So speak for this your, is the
2: gospel. That's yeah, not true. Speak for yourself, kid.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like I really want to say that this time more than ever because I had such a difficult time putting this ranking list together. Like, I feel like in the past, anytime we've done the BG report, it's pretty obvious, and I can, like, in five minutes just make the ranking list uh, right away. But this one, I spent the past two weeks, like, arranging and rearranging over and over and over again. Like, every time I play a battleground, I'll go back to my list and be like, no, I think this dude needs to move up. I think he needs to move down. Um, so it was, it was a difficult process compared to, to other times we've done the BG report. Wouldn't you say, Davius?
1: Yes, I would definitely. I and I. I think it's a good thing, though. We'll we'll get more into it, but I do think it is a very good thing because they're. You know, it wasn't the difficulty in it was that they're all so close. I felt like.
0: Yeah, well, let's just go ahead and get into it. I I agree with you. I think that is a very good thing. A very, it's a strong indicator that. I think the meta is pretty healthy right now. There's a lot of variety, a lot of different specs that are capable of getting good results yep. right now. Like we were just talking about Sam with all these kind of wacky builds, but it's it's not just for funsies. There are actually there are advantages to playing those builds, and you ac- you can actually get excellent results with you know really creative stuff. So just in general, talking about combat balance, uh, we were talking about in the last episode a little bit how really in general we're feeling like combat balance feels pretty good uh, way better than the last patch certainly maybe in my opinion maybe the better the best that it's ever been in battlegrounds I- i'm really feeling really really good about things How- what do you think sam Do you think as, as long as you've been playing do you think this is the best the meta's ever been i'm gonna have to decline
2: that one the okay patch right before dark convergence give me a hint here i can't remember the name oh uh
0: blackwood yeah, the chapter this I'm, year. Yeah,
2: I loved the higher damage meta. I thought that was the uh, the best time for PvP. Um, I could, I do see what you're saying. Like there was some um, proc stacking, Stam Sorks that would go, run around and ruin things. But um, other than that, I found that to be the most enjoyably, like balanced, enjoyable uh, patch. But this one is a f- very close second to me.
0: I actually. A hundred percent agree with you that as far as combat balance goes, that patch maybe was a bit superior to this one. Except we couldn't select deathmatch as our game mode, and I think <laughs> that that's what's agreed. kind of yeah. that's what's weighing I, me to this side now. I was not thinking that. You're absolutely correct.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. actually what I I even made a note that it's the combat balance is the best it's been since the Blackwood patch. Um, mm-hmm. So they're definitely those two definitely stand out uh, as the best for a while there. We had a little weird That's hiccup right. in between, but we're back. We're back to good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, what a what, what a, a time in between though. <laughs> what a hiccup. <laughs> hiccup. hiccup. Grizzikon, welcome to the chat, dude. Thanks for joining us.
1: Shout out Grizzikon. You got to give that man a shout out. You know what happened last time? He didn't get his his shout out. He
0: just, oh, he threw a tantrum. It was <laughs> it was ugly. You don't want to see Grizzly when he doesn't get a yeah. shout out? Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So yeah, in general, like we were just saying build diversity, I think we're seeing more just inventive creative builds than maybe we've ever seen before and a lot of really viable builds. And I think we've really barely started to scratch the surface of that. I mean, this patch is only a few weeks old at this point. Uh, I think there is still a lot of exploring to do as far as just seeing what kinds of different weird builds are possible with with all the work that's been done towards hybridization and stuff like that. I think there's still a lot to uncover there. Um, so that's really cool. I always the more diversity, the better, you know. I, I think that's really cool, and I'm already like right now, like my Magblade is equipping a set that was previously meant for stamina builds, and my uh, my Stam Sork. I'm right now farming a set that was previously just a Magicka set, and but it's going to be great for him, I think. You know, there's all kinds of stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I would say that I think this is I think this is the highest level of diversity that you know, at least talking about BGs that the game's ever had. At least oh, since yeah. I've been playing, it's you know we talk about combat balance and in, in that Blackwood patch and uh, you you know you had mentioned that now we can do deathmatch. The I would actually give the slight edge to this patch just because I think the diversity is not that it was bad then, but I think the diversity is at such a high level that's kind of what gives me the that last little point to put it up at the highest.
0: I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah totally. And I think pretty much everyone's capable, right? Like even the. We'll, go, we'll get to our ranking list here in a minute, but even dead last place on that ranking list actually still can perform pretty well uh, in BGs. Very. Yep. Um, I wanted to touch on procs in the BG environment right now. You know, uh, procs, of course, scale with your character stats now. There's also that cooldown on um, burst procs and stuff like that. Um, I think procs are actually in a pretty good spot. They're very powerful, uh, still definitely worth equipping, but it's way more difficult to kind of exploit the mechanics of procs, to have these like really low effort builds where you just have to hit someone with one light attack and they instantly die. Except for in the case of Sam with, <laughs> with your uh, wacky – but that's not – you're using like one Prox set in that. It's not the gear doing the work for you though, you know. Agreed. Um, so yeah, in general, I think Procs are in a good spot. The only time I've been kind of tilted at Procs is if it's a Stand Blade coming out of Stealth with their guaranteed crit on a Kalurian's or something oh, like yeah. that. Um,
1: I have to, I have to say, I agree with you fully, except for I, I wouldn't mind if Dark Convergence got one more level of nerfs. Another nerf.
0: <laughs> let's let us let us have it.
1: Absolutely. I Wouldn't mind. Fair.
0: That's actually worth probably touching on here. Uh, Dark convergence still very present, even though it was significantly nerfed. Um, it's still very much everywhere. I still am like sick of it. Sick of seeing it. This new animation. I'm already. I'm already sick of the new animation.
1: <laughs> we had such good things to say initially. Now we're like, no, it's, it's awful.
0: It's definitely so. less present and less of an issue than it was before, but it's still annoying.
1: I think the problem. You know, the problem was that it. It the crazy pull-in and they've made that a little bit better but it still pulls you in and it's not necessarily that proc is the damage issue it's the abilities they're using to set off the proc that can still completely wipe out an entire team
2: yeah those dark convergence negates and then their whole team drops alts on you and there's nothing yeah, you're
1: ever yeah. Gonna do it's too much mobility power it's too much power over mobility.
0: Dragon Knights are a flavor of the patch, wouldn't you guys say? Agreed. Sam, do you have a Dragon Knight? You don't have a Dragon Knight, right? I do not, sir. Gotta get you a Dragon Knight. (laughs) Gotta get you a Dragon Knight, man. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds Uh, fun, leveling
2: him to 50, yeah.
0: (laughs) Davis, you're StamDK, Lord of Nords. I know he's kind of becoming your... I don't know your main, your yeah. second main. How I don't know how to put it, but uh, how are you feeling about him these days?
1: Man, I'm loving, I'm loving him. Uh, the DK. I'm loving him this patch. Uh, he is, you know, he's been kind of like you said, becoming my main, becoming my favorite. Uh, this patch is probably the best he's felt, maybe ever, maybe since I made the character. Um, the The sustained passive buffs that they've given DKS right now is just the cherry on top that they needed to feel really good. Um, You know, we always talk about about DKs and and their their whole kit. They don't really have anything that's just ridiculous or OP or, you know, you think that's cheese. It's just kind of they have a bunch of really cool, really fun abilities. And so giving them those kind of recovery passives that have kind of been that buff has just been kind of a great fit for that. You know, There's so many different ways that you can play a DK, and so those recovery buffs has just kind of created more ways that players are playing them.
0: Yeah, they're total wrecking balls right now, and it's cool. I don't know. I, I'm not a Dragon Knight main. They're probably like not even in my top five characters that I play the most, but there is an affinity for them in my heart, and I, I like to see them doing well. And I think you put it really well a couple of episodes, Davius. If, if we're in a meta where Dragon Knights are doing well, that's probably a sign that the meta is in a fairly healthy place. It's a good place
1: you nobody can be mad like any bg you do you don't really you know even if there's a a dk that's just dominating it you don't come away and just furious at a dk you it's almost like always like well that was just a great
0: player it's just respect (laughs) yeah it's just straight respect you did it good job um those sustain buffs are, are really nice, and they, they are, like I said, they're total wrecking balls right now. And we we'll are get to our ranking list right now, but if anyone remembers the previous BG report that we did, I think you'll be surprised to see how high they are on the list at this time, because they were quite low before, yeah. uh, I think, like, bottom three, I want to say, somewhere around there. blades are back. Sam, you've been playing a blade quite a bit here lately. How, how are they feeling to you, man?
2: I have. They feel excellent. Coming out of cloak with that calorian proc falling right behind you is a is a fun feeling when they explode. <laughs> that
0: seems to be a required set for Stanleys <laughs> right now. Required. Got to get that Kalarian. No, no other options. Yeah, it's always. It's either Sorks or Stamblades that are killing me most of the time. And if it's a Stamblade, yep. it's always Calurians on that recap 100% yeah. of the time.
1: Stamblades are scary right now.
0: They're great. That's another one that I think people are going to be surprised to see how how high they've risen on this list. Because they were pretty low in the past. And uh, man, they've really come into their own. And they've been steadily rising, I think, for a few years now. Just these little tweaks here and there. Getting better and better bit by bit. Not in the case for Magblade. I would say it's not, that's not necessarily true for them. But uh, Stanley for sure.
2: Fun little uh, piece of info about the, uh, the Calurians, where I think they were thinking giving the delayed burst proc sets the okay and go ahead to, to combo. However, if anyone has played with Calurians, they would know if you're in stealth, you don't have to be in stealth, if you are throwing a heavy attack, it will start procking before your heavy attack lands. Ah. And then you surprise attack stun them so that thing is already charged up. So the minute you stun them, they're getting hit with the calorians. So there's no ability to break free and roll dodge out of the Calarians, uh, As long as you're loading a heavy <laughs> attack at them first.
0: That's why it gets me every time because man, I I have like a hair trigger like response yeah. to like breaking CC and roll dodging and the yep. thing still hits me every freaking it won't time.
2: Matter. No. It, it's it's funny the before the damage numbers end up on your target. If you're if you're swinging a heavy attack at them it's like there's a certain point in the heavy attack that it will start the caloran proc it's very weird hmm. wow
0: uh yeah so anyone who's who enjoys stand blades maybe if you've bounced out of battlegrounds in the past it's a very good time to to be playing stand yeah. blades um bash crows are back i'd say that's another feature of the of the current meta and really not just bash crows i shouldn't say bash crows it's really bash builds uh necros are kind of the best at it because they have that ultimate form that gives them extra juice to their bashes. But I'm seeing like stealthy Nightblade bash builds. I'm seeing uh, Warden bash builds, you know, and anyone can do it really because they've they've made these reworked to bash. And man, it's a, it's surprisingly a very effective play style. And I think this is going to start catching on. I think it's just now starting to catch yeah. on. Uh, and I think this is about to snowball and we're going to see a bunch of these things and it's probably going to get nerfed is my prediction.
1: I, I kind of hope it does. You know, we had talked about this Uh, an episode or so ago and it was kind of like this fun hey this is kind of this cool thing and now it's kind of like eh. i take it back this is not a fun situation (laughs) yeah you're the one that called that out on uh
0: we were reading some patch notes and you're like i don't because we weren't really talking about it in depth and you're like i don't know if this will be a thing but they made some changes to bash and we're like yeah we'll keep an eye on that moving on (laughs) we didn't really look at it but uh now it's coming to pass and like i said i think people are just now getting into it uh and I think we're gonna to get to a point where that has to be nerfed. Because yeah, it's, it's a it's a pretty cancerous build.
1: Yeah, it's it's very, very oppressive in a battleground and there's there's really not much you can do against it.
2: And the future of it does not have a good outlook uh in terms of how you want your game to be played if if this catches on you can see the future of battlegrounds being five people in a mosh pit just bashing (laughs) each other with shields (laughs) and it just looks really unappealing. yeah like the youtube videos are not going to be youtube videos of everybody just shield bashing so it would be (laughs) very yeah grizzly
0: Khan's asking how a bash build works i haven't actually theorycrafted one together myself do you know the the details sam or or, or davius Harder. I know it
1: involves that new, there's a new set they yes. just released that uh, yeah. makes your bash hit harder. And
0: I think Deadlands Assassin yes. is one too that throws that cone of knives. Yeah,
1: and it's really just about buffing that that bash and bash uh, is a quicker attack right now than a regular, t- a light attack.
2: Yeah, you can get three in in a second. Yeah. And you can also uh, infuse your jewelry with increased bash damage. And there's there's two different bash sets. Another bash set makes your bash a. There's
0: um, what was it to uh, that they changed? Oh, um, they also made a the bash damage scale off of resistance, right? Isn't that another way yes. you can choose your bash yep. damage? Sure can.
2: So it's
1: just like a really really quick attack, and that's not even including the the uh, passives that bash does. You know, if you're if you've got like a channel bit or something, you know, it's.
0: Oh, uh, dude! They totally shut down my mag Oops, I meant stam sork. I yeah. cannot. I have to straight up run away from these bash builds if I'm on my mag because I cannot fight them because uh, I have dark deal. That's a cast time, and they're spamming bash. You know, three bashes per yeah, second. They're interrupting
1: everything you're doing.
0: I cannot do a dark deal, and also my spammable is rapid Strike. So that gets interrupted too. I literally can't fight them. I just have to run away.
1: Yeah. So it's just a combination of those with the the how rapid they are, and it just. Not much you can do. Yeah. If it just it just melts you. And when and yeah. you know and when they make it AOE, it just melts an entire team down.
0: I saw mm-hmm. I saw a stand Blade, He would shield charge me out of stealth, and by the time I broke the stun, he already had like three or four bashes in, and I was dead. You mm. know, and because he had it yeah. he had it cheesed up that much. Um, so that's going to get nerfed. I think that's going to catch on in popularity quite a bit is my prediction, and then it's going to get hard nerfed uh, before long That's my my prediction there. Another feature of the current meta, lots and lots of cross healing. Wouldn't you guys say a lot of healing happening these days? It's the worst.
1: <laughs> a whole lot of healing in PGs. I would say I, I get what Sam. I get what you're saying, Sam, in the sense that like a healer can tilt the scales of a battleground more than than more than, than anything. anything. And so I I love playing a healer. So I do like healing, but I just wish there was some more balanced way that they determine teams and if a team had healer on it like even if we got to a point where when you go into a bg even classifying yourself as like a dps or a healer or something i don't know if there's anything like that but i completely understand what you're saying because if if you're the team with the healer and the other two teams don't have a healer it's it's an auto win
0: yeah Auto. sam i think we were talking last night uh you were saying like uh Particularly, it's annoying in the solo queue, right? Uh, And it'd be nice if we could all just kind of make an agreement amongst ourselves, like no dedicated healers in the solo queue, right? If you want to have a resto back bar, fine, but let's keep the dedicated healers out of here. I'm absolutely for that.
2: I want to go into a group battleground, and I, I have the understanding ahead of time that that's what I'm getting myself involved with, so I know the level of sweat I need to provide. In my solo queues, I don't want to see a healer. Like a healing main.
1: It would be, I mean, I I'm yeah. one of my favorite BG characters is the healing main, but I don't think I've ever queued him for the single, <laughs> for the solo BG. That, yeah, it's an interesting, I guess you're just going in there to not die.
0: <laughs> yeah, anytime I'm playing on one of my healers, even if I'm playing solo, I go to the group queue. It's it's more yeah. fun for a healer anyway, because your team's going to hold together more. You're going to get way better healing numbers. and Yeah. Um. So one kind of side effect of that, though, is the fact that Magicka specs are very, very present in BGs right now. And I think there was a long stretch of time where it was like a very stamina dominated meta. Uh, we're just like across the board, just just bring like bring a healer and three stamina wardens or three stamina brawlers of some kind, and that's how to be successful. Um, but now that this like kind of back bar cross-healing things going on even you know there's lots of matches where there is no dedicated healer but all four people on the team are just kind of supporting each other and also playing offensively Uh, that's become a very very common thing Um, and it is annoying it is frustrating at times because it's just hard to freaking kill anybody but I th- I think it is a neat side effect of that is that Magicka specs are much more much better represented now than they have been in the past and there's a very good reason to play Magicka uh versus Stamina even if you're not straight yeah. healing. So that's kind of cool. Definitely. Yeah,
1: Magicka's been kind of on the rise for a while now and now I think that we're we're at that spot where Magicka is in the better spot, you know. We'll talk about it in a minute, but three out of our top 4 uh classes are are Magicka Uh, And I think that says a a strong statement for for where Magicka is right now. Definitely.
0: And one more point I just want to make about just kind of like a general observation. um, I put down here that speed is king right now. Um, As far as your defensive strategy in Battlegrounds, if you want to stay alive, it seems like the method most people are going to is utilizing speed and just staying out of people's reach if you're getting focused Um, just utilize speed so that you know if you're sprinting away no one can land an attack on you right because they can't they can't move as fast while casting an ability Um, so that seems to be what everyone's crutching on i'm not seeing a ton of like super tanky people other than just you know they're getting a lot of heals and they're they're healing up that way but i'm able to burst people down most of the time as long as they're not getting too many heals Um, but the problem i'm having is just keeping up with people that are just way too fast uh, when i'm trying to attack them and that's my characters are all really fast, too. You know, like I, I have speed-capped characters all around. Um, so speed is kind of king right now, I would say. If you're looking for a, a good defensive strategy in BGs right now, I would say invest in movement speed.
2: I agree. If you try to go into a battleground right now with your character's base speed, you cannot even compete. <laughs> you don't even, you cannot even yeah. play.
1: You become the target dummy of the battleground.
0: <laughs> Brandon, CPU, thanks for joining us, guys. Good to have you. Any other general observations you guys want to make before we kind of get into the to the meat of the, the ranking here?
1: I would just say, kind of going on what you said, is King, I mean, Wild Hunt, probably the best mythic in the game right now, right?
0: It's probably the one that I have equipped on the most characters. I know you like it quite a bit too, right, Sam? I do, I do. If I go into a BG, I have to switch from
2: Malakath to Wild Hunt. There's just no way to play otherwise.
0: Yeah. Malakath. I feel like... Malakath has dropped yeah. off big time. Big I don't time. think I use Malakath on anyone. Well, I use Malakath on my Stam DK, but that's the only one. Only on one, and I found it to only be effective now since everything can crit. It's
2: only effective on builds that you're trying a more hybridized approach, and you can't get um, the what would that be? Major sor- savagery and major sorcery. The the two crit, uh, prophecy, yeah, prophecy. Yeah. The two crit buffs. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so you can use a Malakath to make up for both of those. That's pretty that's basically
0: much, what it is. Yeah. It's like a substitute for investing in crit. Is kind of how I yeah, see exactly. it. Um, I think it's good. I honestly think Malakath could maybe, maybe like a three percent buff. It could it could use a little bit. Isn't of that buff. crazy? Pretty I mean, buff. I
1: agree with you, but isn't that crazy that that we're saying that compared to where it was just <laughs> months ago? It 25%. seems like twenty five percent.
0: Oh man, that twenty five percent Malakath That's so good. We had a whole year of that thing, man. Crazy. Well, let's get into the ranking list here. So uh, the way that we do the BG report, we don't do like S tier or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, we do a one through 10 who, or a one through 12. Who's the best? Who's the worst between, you know, we do a magicka and stamina of, of each class and we rank them one through 12 and we'll talk about them each along the way. We, we had a little bit different method this time for, for coming up with the list. Um, and I actually kind of like how it turned out. I think we'll do it this way going forward. Um, so before recording, each of us made our own list just independently, uh, 1 through 12. Um, and then we combined them together. Davies did some uh, some some calculus <laughs> to... <laughs> Whoa, don't be giving people uh, that impression. He's <laughs> the brain behind the operation.
1: Oh, we've got we to gotta stop this now.
0: Just did a little math to kind of come up with one master list. It's like a composite score of all three. Uh, and and then so this is the master list we're going off of now. So this is kind of how they all average out um, between all three of us. And I think going over it, I think I feel pretty good about this order of things. And I like doing it that way because I was actually pretty uncertain about my list because, like I said, everything's so close. And so many people are good at different things and there's so many different metrics to keep in mind. Um, so this could this could easily be a very different list, depending on kind of how you look at things. Um, the criteria that we're trying to keep in mind, uh, we're just trying to kind of come up with a balance of how, how good is the spec at getting good kill death ratios? What's their overall team contribution? Like how, how much do they contribute to just the overall victory? How popular are they? Um, and what's the consideration in the solo queue versus the pre-made queue? I think those two things change things quite a bit, right? Like if we were only talking about sweaty pre-mades, this would be a totally different list, list. Um, but we're trying to balance the two um so we're, we're gonna start with the best and work our way down to the worst it sounds seems a little backwards but i don't know it just seems that's just how i like to do it uh number one i don't think anyone's gonna be a, be surprised by this i think anyone is gonna if you take a wild guess who's number one who's always been number one <laughs> has there ever been a time when magic a sorcerer was not the best pvp spec possible it's, in the it's game? their
1: throne They're it's they're the one that they're at the top it's their place
0: they're at the tippy top. I think that's one that we definitely all three 100% agreed on on our lists, right there. Kind of like how
2: Davy said when uh, DKs are doing well in a patch, you know, it's pretty healthy. And when I mean Sorks are at the top, stacking just max magicka on no proc sets, and they're still the kings of the game. It's probably a pretty good yeah. time.
1: I actually was gonna just say that is that the two things oh, you want in a good. Stole your thunder. <laughs> the two things you want in a good meta <laughs> are, are DKs feeling really good and really popular, and a Mag Sork at the top. That usually means the game's pretty healthy. Yeah.
0: And I feel like balance-wise, they have threaded this needle just perfectly because the problem I've always had is, like, we'll have metas where, in a vacuum, Sork isn't really overpowered at all. Like, like if I'm 1v1-ing a Sork in a BG, I can totally beat them, you know, a fair, fair number of times. But the problem is, once they get just kind of good, they become very popular, and that's when it becomes a problem, when there's three or four or more Sorks, yeah. and it's like... You know They have all that range and all that damage. It's just hard to deal with. It seems like they're in a perfect spot where they are very good. They're the best, uh, but they're not so overwhelmingly popular that you can't even do anything if you're a melee character.
2: I see it that way as well.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what makes them great? They have that, of course, they have that long-range offensive toolkit. They can just blow you up from full you know, 36-meter distance, I think, in, in PvP. Uh, they can provide excellent group support at the same time. They have all the survivability they need with their, with their heals, their shields, their mobility. They will
1: steal all your kills.
2: <laughs>
0: all
2: of them. Yeah. <laughs> no kills for you.
0: And don't get mad at them. That's their job. That's why they're there. They're, yeah. get,
2: securing, they're getting those kills securing for your team.
0: Yeah, securing those kills for the team, for sure. That's all they like to play. I was
1: actually kind of making myself last night. We were all three doing a BG. And and Kent, you were on your back Sork, and... I was just getting yeah. people low, and I was like,
0: God, here we go, here we go. <laughs>
2: finish him, finish
0: yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. That's all it's supposed to be. You have a DK up there, like, uh, like wearing them down, and then you have a Sork stealing that kill, for sure. That's the way it's supposed to be.
2: Now, as a Sork, the worst thing you can do is load into a BG and see other Sorks or Nightblades as your teammates. <laughs> you very oh, much yeah. want a tanky front line to uh, go in there for you.
0: Um. So, yeah, anything else to say about Maxor? It's still the king. Still the king. All right. Uh, number two. This one took me, but I was surprised at myself that I was putting this at number two. Uh, Magicka Necromancer. How do you guys feel about Magcrow being number two?
1: <sighs> best best support build in the game right now in a BG.
0: Best support spec. I would I would definitely agree with that.
1: And at the same time, you can have a very successful macro and not go support at all. I mean, they, they have a really
2: diverse kit. Their kit supports a, a, a team, even if they're not, really thinking about it, that Rapid Mender yes. will just run around healing the team like crazy. And Man. then uh, that Dark Convergence that goes so well with their toolkit, now you've pulled the, all the team into a nice tight ball for the rest of your teammates. They don't even mean to be great support, but they are. Yeah,
0: I think um, offensively, they're in the best shape they've ever been right now. Like I think this is the first time I'm seeing mag Crows like, get really nice kill counts. It's a combination of having some sets that synergize really well with their kit, like Dark Convergence. And I think some people are just figuring still figuring out how to be successful with them i've seen i saw someone use that um there's an ultimate that like um consumes corpses and resurrects like i think three blast bones
2: uh
0: and then all three of those blast ones will attack you i got hit with that one time and it just totally (laughs) nuked me out of the out of existence um but yeah i think number one in support plus the fact that they've come such a long way offensively and they have such great bombing capabilities, yeah. and Dark Convergence is a big reason for that.
1: Yeah, the 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 Ultimate and uh, the Graveyard and Dark Convergence is probably one of the best combos in the game right now.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. But also, you know, that's they're not just a one-trick pony though. Like you can do that, you can do the a harmony graveyard setup, you can make a heavy attack mm-hmm. build. Like all of, all of those are working well, and all three of those you still have all that support capability as well. Like uh, amazing CC, probably the best possible CC of yeah. any class. Um, the macro, I think they definitely deserve uh, number two. I can't remember where they were the last time we made this list, but they were like in the lower half of the list. I still want to sure. go
1: on record. I do not approve of being thrown in lava with a dark convergence and a macro <laughs> oh, throwing me in the lava <laughs> and then their abilities hitting me while I'm swimming out of lava.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, so cheap. So cheap. I've died to that a few times. Me too. Uh, so number three, also very surpri- surprising. Uh, they have leaped up the list. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying Leap because it's a Dragonite. It's not a Dragonite. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, that would have
1: been such a good pun, though. It <laughs> uh,
0: would have been perfect. Man. Okay, let's change the looks. Dragonite, number three. No. Um, stamina Nightblade, number three. This one threw me for a loop, too, but there's just no denying it, man. You jump into BGs. See, look at your death recaps. Who, who's killing you? It's Magsorks and it's Stamblade. That's who's killing you don't even You don't right have
1: to now. look at your death recap. Just look out at the BG, and it's there's 12 people in there, but you can see four of them. yes Yes. that's so true oh yeah
0: they're they're so popular right now um they're so effective right now we've already talked quite a bit about Stan blades and and just how they're they're in the best shape they've ever been in battlegrounds i think they've always been right up there with magsworks and like cyrodiil you know they've always kind of dominated cyrodiil but battlegrounds in the past they've really struggled because it's a no CP environment, and in the past with no CP, it's it's just hard to gank people, especially in like against like good players. Uh, and if you can't gank them, you're you're not going to be able to brawl them. You know, you're not going to be actually, you're not going to be able to brawl an actual brawler. Um, and Stanblade doesn't really bring any utility. Like that's the only thing they have to offer is just getting lots of kills. And if you can't do that, you know, you're not really bringing anything of value. Now they are bringing that. They are getting those kills, and they're they're able to actually gank uh successfully because of the flames of ambition, all the stat increases I think is a big uh factor there. Um so they definitely get uh the most improved award for the for the second BG report in a row. Um so good good on blades Now this is one that I don't feel good about though. Now we're saying like it's good to see Dragonite's in a good spot. It's good to see Magsworks in a good spot. <laughs> It's not good to see Stanley <laughs> in a good spot. <laughs> I don't enjoy it at all. It's like I'm happy for them, but man, it's frustrating. It's so frustrating. It's
1: really messing up my bar setups that I have to have Agreed. a solution. Uh, you must. For, for people being invisible, for, for Cloak. I yes. have to have a solution for it.
0: Not optional. It's a problem. Totally.
1: And I, if I'm in a BG and I'm with the team and my team is, I don't know, eight meters ahead of me and I'm just lagging behind for whatever reason there's a stress I had a level of anxiety and stress nowadays <laughs> okay, that I did not yeah. used to hit
0: <laughs> yeah it's um, it's, it's exactly the same way for me uh, like I see, I see a Nightblade go into stealth and like that's a problem and that, that like stays on my radar and I'm not even like really trying to focus anyone else like I'm just trying to see am I seeing that dude pop out of stealth <laughs> or what's going on because we need to deal with that that's going to be a problem yep. if we don't deal with that yeah. Um so good on Stan blades uh you know in my heart I am happy to see them doing well and having good success but in in reality it's a it's a real frustration and uh, I'd like to see them nerfed a little bit honestly. <laughs> uh, number 4 um Magica Templar I think they've moved up a little bit in the list as well. Um but I think what we've said before about Magplar is still true. They are the ultimate like fifty-fifty, yeah. providing group support and great offense. They're like equally good at both, and they can kind of turn on a dime, whichever mode that they're in, uh, which is what I really like about them. And this being a meta where that's the exact kind of gameplay that's really popular right now, being an offensive spec that's very good at also off-healing, and that's just that's Magplar's thing. That's what they do. Um, so I think that's that's. Kind of the thing that's bringing them up in the list this time uh, is just the fact that the thing that's popular to do right now is the thing that they're particularly well suited for.
1: Yeah, I would say Magpillar is kind of like the base level. Like if you can have anything on your team that just generic, throw a Magpillar in there, it's always going to go well.
2: Yeah. Polars are excellent right now as I play a uh, Stamina Nightblade. The one thing I know is that my death recap is gonna have a, uh, a <laughs> oh, yeah. gonna, gonna be jabbing they, at you. <laughs> they, they don't have to worry. Yeah, they they do not have to worry as much about the night blades because their spamble will make sure you never go back into cloak. It's a mercy. straight
0: hard counter.
1: It's kind of crazy. I've been playing my my DPS magpar. I I have a weird magpar that only heals, but I've been playing my damage magpar, and it's I'm kind of learning. Like really, what you do is just. Focus heals and support and just throw out jabs while you're doing it.
2: (laughs) And it's pretty successful. That's kind of the way to go. That power of the light buff, though, I've been hit with 10k plus. That is a nice combo that they got, I think, in just a recent patch when they got
0: buffed. Yep, it sure did. Number five, uh, we have stamina Sorcerer. Uh, which I've been... Stamina Sorcerer's been the one, the, the spec I've been playing with quite a bit here lately. I think they're in a pretty excellent spot. They've come down quite a bit. I think they were number two the last time we, we made yeah. this list. They've come down quite a bit because uh, there's no more one-shot builds because of that um, burst cooldown proc thing that, that was implemented. Um So I think you still have to, like, you actually have to play a little bit now. You know, you have to have a combo, you have to engage in a fight a little bit, but they can still very much do that hit-and-run thing. Uh, We've talked about how great the Torque of Tonal Constancy is on a Sork, and you can just stack the damage as high as you can possibly get it, and you don't even have to worry about sustain. As long as you have the Torque and Dark deal, you're all set. Uh, So that, with Streak uh, and, and all that, they have some great passives. Uh, they're still doing very, very well. They're kind of in the middle area of the list, and I think that's a great spot for them. Yeah,
1: I was actually kind of, this is one of the ones I'm more surprised by seeing kind of how far down they've fallen, you know, where five's not super far, but um, I think it is a great sign of kind of just what we were talking about, how close all these classes are.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I have them,
2: uh, the uh, Stamstork, actually one lower on my list. I've, just from my observation, no real hard facts here, but I've just never found them as like a real threat in this current patch. Like of all the people on the field that you need to take note of, the Stam Sork is never one like really on my radar. It's always it's always someone else, like a Sork in the background pelting me with frags or something.
0: I kind of agree with you there, just because I think really it is mostly Mag Sorks and Stam Blades that are getting the bulk of the kills these days. I think. Um, but mm-hmm. I feel like I'm having very good success on my mag or my Stamstork. So maybe I'm a little bit biased in, in that regard. I think it's maybe just a popularity thing. You know, I think you're not seeing a lot of, um, really strong Stamstorks because we just came out of a, a, a meta where works were really very, very popular. And now there's kind of other specs that yeah. are maybe pulling the good players away from Stamstork right now. Might be, might be a factor there. I don't know. But if we're just kind of one off on the list, that's still, we're still in the ballpark. Definitely. Um, number six probably does get the most improved award. I don't know if uh, if StamDK or Stamblade has moved up further uh, this go around, but uh, StamDK was at near the bottom of the list before, and now they're smack dab in the middle, number six. Um, if we were just making a list of brawlers only, they'd be number one. Best brawler, yeah. StamDK. And we all pretty much unanimously agree on that, right? Yeah, for sure. I can agree with that. Yes, definitely.
1: And the fact that the fact that they are, are the highest brawler over a stamina warden is a uh, pretty wild to think about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you just kind of think about the toolkits that they have, it seems like on paper stamden would maybe come out ahead. And my initial version of this list, stamden actually was on uh, above uh DK, but I've just been doing BG after BG for the last couple of weeks, and it's just kind of undeniable. After a while, you just, you're just seeing a ton of super strong Wrecking Ball Stam DKs out there. Any ideas what's making them so good? I mean, I know they have, they have that sustain buff, but anything else you think?
2: Absolutely. I, I have noticed the pressure from Stam DKs is so much higher because of this hybridization. There are A lot of Stam DKs are running that magic aversion of the whip.
0: The molten wind. and, and yeah. they're
2: able to spam it so much more often now that a charged uh trait is making them proc burning and poison status effects, giving them so much sustain. Yeah. They're able to just spam that wick whip so much more than they used to be able to. That it is a lot of pressure on top of their dots.
0: I think another factor there too is they're in a in a weird way they're not as predictable because they're not. They're not queuing anything up to like land with a combo the way like, you know, you see a warden cast the sub assault, you know how to sidestep that you see Mm -hmm. a, you see a stam crow summon a blast bones. It might be difficult to avoid, but you, you see it coming, you know how to prepare for it. With a, with a Stam DK, there's nothing like that. They're just coming straight at you, you know, with with just dizzying swings. They, they'll put your dots on you, but there's nothing that you can really brace for and prepare for. You just kind of have to take it as it comes, and I think that is working in their favor quite a bit.
1: Well, I think even even going off a little bit of what Sam said there is that, you know, DKs have always been kind of one of the more hybrid-type classes. You know, when you have a Stam DK – That's, of all the stamina classes, that's one where you're spending a lot of Magicka. You know, you have a lot of high-cost Magicka abilities. And so this hybridization has really helped them out a lot because it's really kind of made it easier to have that split bar, if you will. Yeah.
0: More flappy wings, more fossilized. I feel good for Stam DKs, man. it's cool. It's it's great to see them doing so well. I hope this remains the case going forward.
1: You guys are making me want to hop on Lord of Nords right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Number 7, uh just behind Stam DK is Stamina Warden. I think one big thing that has kind of brought them down in the list is just the fact that they're not they are not nearly as popular as they have in four. I hardly ever see Stamina Wardens in BG's these days. They
1: are rare now. You know, I said this I said this the other day, but I, I wonder if the Plague Break is finally you know, we had said when that set first came out what it was gonna to do to Warden. I wonder if the Plague Break has kind of really made the Warden the Wardens go away. They've kind of put and put on the shelf.
2: Plague break is rampant right now too.
0: It is. It's wild how popular that is as well too, especially on Stam DKs. They're the ones using it the most, it seems. Yeah. Um I feel like Something's telling me that Stamden is actually still very, very good. And it's another case of just their popularity taking a bit of a dip because other things are pulling people away from them right now. And I think maybe after some time goes on, we'll start seeing some more Stamdens because there's no way. They're, they're an extremely well-equipped uh, class. Yeah. Um, so I I think it's just it's just a temporary dip in popularity, and we'll start seeing them again here pretty soon. Um, but even so, I think StamDK is probably just a little more capable of pumping out that pressure and keeping it up, and they're, like I said, less predictable.
1: Yeah, I mean, you make a really good point there. I mean, warden the Wardens haven't really had any changes, you know, of all these other classes have kind of had changes or updates or buff to passives or whatnot, and Wardens have kind of just stayed the same. Been hanging in there. Mm -hmm. Still
0: great. (laughs) Yeah, they're holding steady. Number eight. Sam, your main. Stamina and Necromancer. How do you feel about oh, Stamina and Necromancer being number eight on this list? It's sad to see him so low, but I've got to agree with it. I've got to yeah. agree with
2: it. That that toolkit is not faring in today's meta.
0: What do you think it is? Because they were dominating not that long ago. They were like the spec.
2: That uh, higher burst meta that we just talked about, was it Blackwood two patches ago? Uh-huh. I was having, I felt like Stam uh, Necro... I, I was one of very few people, if, if not one of the only, running a Harmony build on my stamina Necromancer, and the damage was high enough to just absolutely wipe teams. And um, even in the hybridization now, because that actually didn't matter for Graveyard back then, uh, I just, now that they've reduced damage in BGs, it just cannot secure the kills anymore. And mm-hmm. the combo is so predictable Everybody is ready for it, just like we were just talking. As soon as you summon that Blast Bones, everybody know knows what's coming. And they're they're super crutched by speed. And this is yeah. a speed meta as well. So I think everything's yeah. working not in their favor right now.
0: Yeah. Number nine, we have Magicka Dragon Knight. Um, I think they have improved quite a bit as well. But, you know, somebody's got to be number nine, and it's MagDK. Um. They, they've come a long way of course the the sustain buffs uh, that we talked about with stam decay apply to them as well i think they have a lot more bite than they've ever had before they're a lot more fun to play than they, than they have been before because you're not fighting for resources you actually feel like you can just get in there and stay in the fight the way everybody else can you know and you're not having to just like stop and do heavy attacks constantly just just to stay in there and just to be able to do enough damage um so they, they've had those nice buffs uh they're popularity, I think, saw a pretty big surge at first because they got those buffs and people were just kind of excited about it. And um, dueling-wise, Sam, you're, you're kind of plugged into the dueling scene, scene and you were explaining to me that yes. MagDK is like top tier for duels. Number one. It used to be up there with a few different
2: classes, and especially Templar used to give them the uh, fighting fighting chance, and um, not anymore. The MagDKs have run away with it. They are the best dueling yeah. class Undoubtedly.
0: So I think when this pass first dropped, people were like having a lot of success in duels or like, sweet, I'm taking this into some BGs and we're going to have some real fun. But you find in that environment, it does not quite translate. Not to say that they're not uh, good. And we say this every BG report. Uh, Mag Decay is great. They're a very good spec, but their popularity drops quite a bit because they just don't get those killing blows. They always get stolen. Uh, And I, I think just for that reason, I think. Their, their low popularity, in my mind, is what makes them so low on the list. Not that they're bad. I think they're actually very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, they're not going to carry a team the way a Necromancer can, and they're not going to get the kill counts the way a Sork can. So it's like, what really are they bringing? Um, they're bringing a lot of pressure and a lot of uh, crowd control, and they are fun to play. Um, but besides that, I feel like they're not bringing a ton to the table.
1: Yeah. I think that's kind of the struggle with the is That When it comes to, if you're going to kind of go crowd control focused, then the the macro kind of is more elite and it can still do the support and if you kind of want to go more damage focused in the battleground then the magplar is going to be more elite so mag DK just kind of falls short on either side of you know either one of those and so i think that's what kind of how it falls on the list this list not that it's bad but it's just those two are a little bit better at, at deciding what you want to do
0: Oh, Doctor Professor, welcome to you. Yeah, we got, we got a whole party us. in here. Yeah, we got quite a party today. I think this is the most people we've ever had in here. I'm gonna get stage fright here in a second. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Guess she's gonna. Um, and then uh, the
0: <laughs> soon anyway, we back to World of Warcraft. Uh, yeah. <laughs> number ten. So we're in the bottom three here. I'm sad Oof, to see my this main one you. Stamina Templar. Number ten. They've dropped a little bit. Um, now, I will say, anecdotally, my Stamplar feels really good. I play, like, a real roly-poly, speedy, glass cannon, really high damage build. She still feels great, but, man, I think I'm about the only Stamina Templar out there. <laughs> I, I don't see a lot of
1: Stamplars. It's <laughs> the only one still in existence.
0: Oh, man, there's not very... I feel like if you're playing a Stamplar, if you're if you're looking at a Stamplar and thinking that seems pretty cool, you're probably just going to play a Magplar, right?
1: Yeah. Because,
0: like that's one of the things that's actually kind of cool about Templar is like, if you, whether you play stamina or Magicka, their abilities look basically identical. It feels very similar. The aesthetic is almost exactly the same. Um And Magplar can do all the stuff a Stamplar can do, plus have all that group support that they bring to the table. So I feel like if you're looking at a Stamplar, just do a Magplar instead. Yeah. I would second that.
1: Yeah. Stamplars are great, but it's exactly what you said. If if, if you're gonna play a Templar, the Magpillar is gonna be able to do everything the Stamplar can except also throw in a lot of support.
0: Basically what Stamplar brings that Templar that Magplar doesn't is stronger jabs. Is really <laughs> it. You know. <laughs> Um, so they're great. They're still fun. Like I said, mine still feels awesome. I think in this meta, basically everything feels great. That's the, that's the thing is this is just a really good meta. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the difference between the best spec on this list and the worst spec on this list is it's a very narrow difference. You know, we're, we're all in a very narrow range here. So that's, this is me just kind of comforting myself, making myself feel better about Stamplar <laughs> being bottom three. Hang in
1: there, Stamplars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, um number 11. Now this is one I want to give a disclaimer. If we were only talking about pre-mades and nothing else, this number 11 would probably be number like 1, 2 or 3, right? Magico Warden. Oh. We we have second to last on this list. It's it's it feels weird to me to have them down there because they they are amazing and they do bring so much to a team. Um but when you you factor in everything else like I feel like necromancer has them beat just a little bit in terms of support all things considered if you're talking about like group q and solo q and everything else i think uh necromancer is bringing just a little bit more to the table um their offense i think Magden's offense is the main thing that they're lacking uh i do i do not see Magic wardens getting kills even ones that are primarily offensively focused you know they're they're not getting very many kills at yeah. all it's it's highly telegraphed, highly predictable the way a, a Stamden is, but it doesn't hit nearly as hard.
1: I feel like the the Magic Wardens require they're more dependent on a team than maybe any other class. Like they yeah. need they need that team with them,
0: and then, uh, then they they elevate that team yeah, significantly. So but yeah, if they don't have that that competent team, yeah, they struggle on their own. If I could piggyback on that, um, the pre made team, I.
2: I would love to shout out, and I know I have the permission to, uh, Kingnar is a Magicka Warden, and he plays a healer support. And he's very nice to have in those premades, because um, that little tether that they got, where they can stick to you like glue, and that also Mm. heals you, lets you play sorks, which are probably the most powerful thing to have also in a premade. And they can streak, and he can just uh, tether to you and be right there next to your sork. Uh, he, he won't oh, leave wow. your side. And um, man, that alt gen for when uh, he needs the crowd control, whole teams, he can just put up that northern storm and everybody drops on him. So good.
0: Yeah, if we were talking about pre-made, like sweaty pre-mades only, and that's how we we're making this list, I would probably have Magden like maybe number three, two or three. Yeah. It'd be way It'd be up, up there. there. For
2: sure. Yep,
0: for sure. So yeah, I think I think popularity and and their lacking offense is really uh, the thing that that brings them down here. But they're still fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now we saved last place. We 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 reserved <laughs> the Magblade spot for last place. That's there,
1: <laughs> hey, if if Mag Sork has a throne, you know Magblade has the the you know the outhouse, the other throne, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the brown throne. Yeah, yep. there you go.
0: Uh, Sork has never not been number one. Magblade has never not been uh, dead last. Uh, Dr. Fezzer's not happy <laughs> about that. Hey, man, I'm a... You know, my my main, main character is a Magblade as well, and I'm not happy about it either. Uh, <laughs> Gold throne versus porcelain <laughs> throne. Grizzly Cod, totally. Um, well, like I was saying earlier, the difference between the best spec on this list and the worst spec on this list is still a pretty narrow margin. Uh yeah. I've, I've played quite a bit of Magblade recently, uh, and I do think they're in a way better spot than, than they've been in the past. Um, but somebody's got to be last, right?
1: I will say, and, and if I can jump in here, and I think that you'll even have more to say this. I don't have a Magblade, but, you know, I see them in BGs every now and then. I've played with you, with your Magblade. I think the thing they have going against them the most is that it's just... It's the most predictable combo I've seen out there on a class. Yeah. I just, you know exactly what's happening and what's coming.
0: Yeah. They have a, they have a hard time getting kills, even though they have a, a, a full long range offense, just like Sorks, and they even have a really strong long range execute. But even so you don't see them getting tons of kill counts. You would, you would think they would, but yeah, like you said, that combo is very highly telegraphed and, unlike Stanblade, Stanblade's playing in melee range, uh, and a lot of their attacks don't really have uh, a very long travel time, but Magblade's attacks do have a long travel time, so everything gets dodged all the time. Um, And if you're up against a halfway decent player, probably one combo is not going to kill them, you know, and if you don't take them out in that one instant, it's going to be several seconds before you even can try it again, because you have to build up your, your bow proc, you have to build up your ultimate, right. you know, and then they've, they've fully recovered by then and now they're ready for you. Um, So it's just not going to happen.
2: They have no sustained pressure or very little yeah. sustained pressure. So yeah. if their combo doesn't get you, they're going to give up and switch targets. And that's
0: that's not a good place to be in. Yeah, exactly. They They don't have anything special group support wise that we can't get in abundance from somebody else, you know. Um, so I feel like just personally, like uh, thinking selfishly, I'm able to have a lot more fun on my magblade in battlegrounds than I've ever had before. I'm actually I can have some some success. I get you know positive kill death ratios and, and all of that. but it's I think the success is all just kind of based on my own metrics in my head. you know and I know really I'd be getting better results with just about anything else pretty much. Uh, with that being said I just I do want to re- reiterate that Magblade is in the best shape for battlegrounds that I think they've maybe <laughs> ever been in um but like I said somebody has got to be last and it, and it is still Magblade. <laughs> um so there you have it just a uh, one one more quick uh, rundown that is Magsork, Magcrow, Stamblade, Magplar, Stamsork, StamDK, Stamina Warden, Stamcrow, uh, MagDK, Stamplar, Magden and Magblade, dead, dead last. <laughs> couple of honorable mentions here. Uh, werewolf, technically not a class, but it's like a subclass. So we'll kind of hypothetically, if, if we were to put them in this list somewhere, uh, where do you think they'd be? D- Davis, where do you think a werewolf would be?
1: Uh, I would actually slot werewolf in right at three, right above Stanblade. I think uh, I've seen a lot of werewolves and BGs, and they are a force to be reckoned with. Um, I've even started playing with well, my werewolf build a little bit here more lately, and I'm nowhere near some of the werewolves we see in the MMR we're in, but uh, I'm kind of getting more of the hang of it, and it's they feel really good right now.
0: Oh, yeah, man. I've seen some some vicious werewolves. I think I'd be right there with you. I'd probably put them in Stanblade spot at number three, bump Stanblade and everyone else down one, if if werewolves was its own class. Sam, what do you think?
2: I don't know. I'd put a werewolf still... And down at six, probably midway through the heap. Um, okay. I have not, and I haven't played a werewolf, so I don't know enough, but just in my groups, I, I feel like I either find a tanky werewolf or a high damage werewolf. But I have found that the high damage werewolves are still killable. So I I don't know. I either don't have to worry about them or they're easier to kill. Some of those really high MMR uh, werewolves have somehow figured out some magic to make both somewhat viable but um in general i find the middle of the heap
0: yeah yeah that's cool yeah i mean that's it's right. all anecdotal and our experiences yeah. certainly you know aren't going to be exactly the same but either way somewhere between 3 and 6 still a pretty decent spot to be for a werewolf yeah.
1: Definitely. a lot better than they've been for sure
0: oh yeah certainly um vampires a little different they're really not like a subclass it's just kind of a separate set of skills that you add you're still very much are your class if you're a vampire so you don't have to imagine putting them in a spot, but just in general, it seems like there are a lot of vampires out there.
2: I would love to throw in on the vampire topic. I have noticed that almost everyone that I, I go against has that undeath passive that they're running, that 30% damage mitigation, the lower their health kits. Yeah. And it's, I feel like it's artificially inflating how good uh, Mag. And stamp DK are, mostly mag decays are, um, especially in the the dueling scene. Or even if you're in a BG and you lock eyes with someone and you to go in, <laughs> their their advantage over a stage three vampire is so much greater than anyone else because they take, I believe, don't quote me if I'm wrong, thirteen or fourteen percent more magic damage. That's that's like having another malic or uh, flame damage. That's like having another malic out. Yeah, perhaps. yeah.
1: I, I, Sam's kind of brought to light to me here recently that, that, you know, I've been bashing vampire, I feel like, for a really, really long time. And Sam, I got to credit you. You've kind of brought to light that there, there's certain passives that they have that are really useful and very heavily used. I think that I've just bashed them because they, they aren't what I originally thought they would be. You can't really be a vampire and focus vampire. You, a vampire is like, Pick one or two skills of Vampire and fit it into something else. You can't have a Vampire build. You have a, a build that maybe a Vampire ability or passive can help you with.
0: Yeah. Mist form, super popular. The Vampire ultimate form has like a defensive ultimate, very popular. Those are kind of the main things I see. It's pretty popular for her Blades too, right, Sam? Stand blades almost you almost never see a mag
2: blade or a stand blade not running vampire because when you come out of cloak you get that extra three hundred weapon and spell damage for six seconds. That's that's it's quite like a bit of time. A
0: second master
2: bow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's and uh, yeah, it's incredibly strong. Um you get that speed from it too, where you're running uh, in cloak and you're you're not slowed down at all since you're a vampire. So, it's pretty critical.
0: So, yeah, vampires seem like they're in a good spot as well. Although, Davius, I'm with you. I, like, I don't have any vampires and I'm, like, turned off to them. I like, I liked them how they used to be and I'm still not over the... In my <laughs> mind, they've been, like, ruined. You know? so We're going on years, I'm <laughs> still I'm still <laughs> healing years, from, I that, feel like. from the Greymoor <laughs> patch. So, anyway... If you're kind of trying to think of, like, uh, what's, what's the meta right now? Like, if you're in a pre-made BG group, what's kind of a meta group composition? I think different people will have different takes, but kind of what seems to be very effective to me is, like, if you have a, a magden dedicated healer, mm-hmm. uh, a Magcrow with Dark Convergence, like, basically bombing groups, mm-hmm. uh, a Stam DK with Plague Break, and a Magsork. Yeah. Magsork yeah. is wearing literally anything.
2: Cannot overstate that Plague Break either. Um, Running Cleave, just cleaving that whole group and everybody's getting it.
0: Yeah. With your mag Crow with Dark Convergence and your Stam DK with Plague Break, you're, you're going to be wiping some people for sure. And then Max Sork getting those executes and your Magden just beefing everybody up. It seems like that would be the group comp Perfect. to have. Perfect comp. Yeah. So that is the BG report. We uh, we still have more to talk about, but we're going to take a little bit of a of a break just to stretch our legs, use the bathroom, do that sort of stuff. So let's take like five minutes or or you know however long it takes, uh, and then we will we will resume. Sound good? Sounds right. good. I've been doing a lot of you guessed it battlegrounds uh so uh, i have a couple of builds that uh that i just want to talk about how they've been going uh number one is my stamina sorcerer taine what what was he what number number five baby moving up Number five <laughs> we're moving up uh or no down we moved it down didn't we yeah. dang it uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> moving on down yeah moving on it's fine we're still good it's good uh i've i've been having a ton of fun with stand sork his build right now is uh Briarhart sword dancer with uh precise daggers on the front bar he's got an infused master bow in the back bar torque of tonal constancy and one piece Molog kenna he's the torque sork davius back me up Love where the it's torque at. sork's it's, it's the where best it's at. he's torquing he's torquing he's out there he's torquing <laughs> it up <laughs> uh you've got a stam Sork of, you gotta put the torque on there. It's just it's the law. Yeah. Um this is a great build. This this has been his setup for a long time, since I don't even remember a time when this wasn't his setup. And it works great. Sam has kind of twisted my arm a little bit. I was resistant at first, but the more the more I just look at the numbers, there's no denying that mm. uh, this set Drogerkin's grip. Might be, uh, might be uh, an excellent substitute for the Sword Dancer set. Uh, I'll probably keep Briarheart. Probably keep the Master Bow. Everything else the same, but I think I might swap swap out Sword Dancer for Draugrkin's Grip. Uh, so this is a a light armor set. Uh, it gives you a line of max magica, offensive penetration, and Magicka recovery. I know those are all kind of magica stats, except except the penetration is both. The five piece. I misunderstood this at first. Sam Sam had to sit me down and say, "Now, Cat, let me explain to you." Uh, dealing direct damage to an enemy places a curse on them for six seconds. Uh, cursed enemies take six seventeen extra damage from all of your damage abilities. That that specific wording is is the key. It has a nine second cooldown, so three seconds of downtime. So my I've initially read this and I was thinking. That's giving 617 weapon and spell damage to your damage abilities, but that's not what's happening, right, Sam? That is correct. That is not. Can you explain, can you explain to dum-dums like me how this, how this <laughs> set works? <laughs> that
2: five-piece set is written poorly because uh, I have uh, tested it thoroughly. The 617 extra damage is to all forms of damage you are putting out. Not damage abilities, like it says. So that means, uh, let's say, a burning status effect. That will still add 617 extra damage. Let's say it's a proc set. That proc set, every time it ticks, is adding another 617 extra damage. Every instance of damage you do will have 617 extra damage applied to it. Not weapon or spell damage, just numbers to the
0: uh, tick. It's adding... 617 hit points to the tooltips yes, of those yeah. abilities, I think is rather than adding a stat to your stat sheet. Uh, and when yep. you, and when you work that out uh, kind of depends on the build you're using. Uh, I think whether it would be better or worse, but with this build in particular uh, with a stam sword, that's going to be incredible. Uh, I'm using uh, rapid strikes for my spammable uh, that hits five times Uh Within a second, so each one of those hits will get that 617 uh, damage. Uh, Grizzly Khan asks, so like a 1k light attack turns into 1617 light attack. Yes, that's absolutely now, right.
2: Now, I would like Grizzly Khan to keep in mind Battle Spirit. So that 1k light attack might have been 2k in right. the regular game. That 617 may really be a 3... What would that be? A 309 Right. Uh, in PvP. So, I mean, Battle Spirit take, still takes effect, but... The point is still there. Yeah,
0: totally. But yeah, with rapid strikes hitting five times, each one of those hits gets the 617. I also hit them with poison injection to proc my master bow. So each poison injection tick gets the 617. I have hurricane spinning around. Each hurricane tick, it already deals actually a surprisingly good amount of damage. A lot, yeah. Um, so, all of that stuff stacking up, it's actually going to be quite a bit of damage, uh, going at them. So, there's no denying that. Plus, the, the two through four piece bonuses, they're very magicka heavy. There's a line of max magicka, a, a line of magicka recovery, but guess what? I'm a stam sork. I'll take, I'll take that magicka, no problem. Uh, I'm just going to convert yeah. it right back into stamina. So, ma, magicka equals stamina, basically, on, on a stam sork. And then you have that line of offensive penetration that's going to be great for anyone. So I'll run two jewelry pieces, two daggers, uh, and one body piece. Uh, I'll even be benefiting from the light body piece because of how passives have been reworked recently. So that's just going to be a straight uh, great move. I think that's just going to be more damage. It's probably even going to, like the build will feel more comfortable because I'll have that bigger magicka pool and just more magicka coming in to to, to streak more, to dark deal more, all that kind of stuff. So I'm actually kind of I was I was reluctant at first cuz I was like no I like my build how it is I don't want to change my build uh, <laughs> but you you put the seed in my in my mind and I uh, and, uh, and I couldn't deny it it's it's going to be a good change yeah
2: I've probably been focusing on the necro just trying uh my stamina necromancer it's always kind of been my main it's always what I go back uh-huh. to it's great because it uh it can be both um versatile in like a one-on-one situation or a group situation um I, this patch has been rather difficult for me and i've really been uh racking my brain on how to make it unique out of out of everybody else and uh still effective um i'm, I'm currently running a build with uh a couple magic sets on a stamina necromancer trying to make it some kind of form of hybrid Cool. my uh front bar set is icy conjurer which you would think is hard to proc because that set gives them uh, your opponent a pretty wicked bleed or um, uh, damage over time effect but you must apply a minor um, debuff to your target yeah but now that um, the charged weapon trait is a thing you can just put a charged weapon trait on your weapon and then put a shot glyph on there and you give them minor vulnerability and so it procs on on cooldown uh-huh. with uh, the charged uh, so it's that's a cool fun idea. build up build with that um then to get my major breach and another incredibly strong dot on the back bar i'm using the uh, ice uh Vatishran ice staff uh-huh. so that uh gives me a form of uh magic of regeneration a form of major breach on the enemy Um, and a very strong dot if you can stay within range
0: you're all about putting a staff on a on a stamina build like (laughs) i
2: love it i love it like is
0: there any way i can get a staff on this guy
2: (laughs) the staff oh and it's also a form of a shield those staffs uh are our shields as well so i mean the utility of it is just crazy yeah you have the option to block
0: Um, with magic uh that's cool too yeah what's uh
2: interesting is i don't use one of the passives so i actually still get to block with stamina oh i see um, i found blocking with magicka means i cannot keep my buffs up oh. if uh, i take too much damage okay and that can be pretty detrimental so i leave one of the destruction uh staff passives out so i still block with stamina nice nice yeah um just to to finish it off i uh I run a Malakath in a dueling scenario, and then I run a Wild Hunt in um, like a BG scenario. And then I actually run, and everybody's going to laugh at me. I know they are Adept Rider as my body. Yeah. My five-piece on at all times. We've talked
0: about that that setup <laughs> on here before. Heck yeah, Adept Rider, I love it, dude. Everybody's
2: common joke is uh, uh, when somebody asks, hey, what build are you running? They'll be like, five piece or there'll be like 10 pieces of adept rider so (laughs) it is it is the joke man that Uh, that in combat speed you just there's no substitute for having just that major expedition up at all times and that in combat speed to make sure your abilities land and to secure those kills yeah and to keep the vatish ice staff on them as well
0: yeah that 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 is it. Like, cause your 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 thought is like, oh, there's like so many sources of major expedition. Why would you dedicate a whole five piece set? But like, yeah, when you're actually like attacking someone and hitting them with stuff, we were just talking earlier mm-hmm. about how it's hard to stick with someone long enough to actually attack, uh, land your attacks. They're 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 moving. Yeah. Everyone's so fast these days. So if you you have permanent major expedition all the time while attacking, you are sticking to that person. Um, yep. so it can make a huge difference. It's not it's not as much of a joke as you might initially think. And I've been turned around on that. Like I was one of those people, right? Like I was one of the, like, (laughs) like, ah, dabbed writer, LOL. Uh, but I've seen the light. Great set. Solid set. It is. It is. Um, that that
2: utility the speed is king in, in battlegrounds you need the speed to get up on your opponent and you also need that speed to get away yeah there's just no substitute yeah. for speed you gotta have it and necromancers are lacking in speed hard yeah. lacking probably more than any other class uh, speed wise.
0: Mm-hmm. oh yeah
2: definitely i happen to be running an orc as well so i get that extra sprint speed mm-hmm. love orc yeah. i love orc
0: Speaking of orcs, uh, Davis, what's going on in Nordland, dude? Yeah, Tell you us about go. it. <laughs> uh,
1: so the, uh, one of the classes I've been playing a lot is my Magplar, uh, old Bard of Sovereign Guard.
2: Uh-huh. Uh,
0: the, the other this,
1: Magplar.
2: What a name. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, this is my name. other
1: Magplar. Um, and this is kind of my set that Sam has uh, convinced me. I probably will end up throwing the Draugr script on this build. Uh-huh. On a Magpillar with the jab. Sam yeah, is just great. he's just spreading. He's spreading the word. Spread the gospel. Um, <laughs> currently, right now, I'm running uh, five-piece War Maiden, uh, five-piece Clever Alchemist, uh, Wild Hunt, uh, and then the Maelstrom Resto Backbar with a one-piece Trainee. Um and I, you know, Ket, I was messing with this build a whole lot, and I was kind of joking with you. I used to run this build with Clever Alchemist and have a whole, have all the glyph reduction for potion reduction, so I could keep that up all the time. Yeah. Found out that it was just too much, dedicating too much to that, where it just didn't really work out as a buff. And so I had Clever Alchemist, and so I threw it on there, and it actually ended up working. It felt really good in Battlegrounds when you proc that. It's a, it's a massive amount of damage. Um, and it was, and heals and heals. Yeah. And it gives you, it gives it to everything. So your heals go up, your damage goes up. Uh, and that's really been, you know, we talked about it on our, our, uh, BG report, but that's really been my favorite part of playing this build is just the balance of damage and heals. Um, just kind of going back and forth. Um,
0: I love how you can flip back and forth between those two modes, yep. like instantly. And like, you're yeah. just immediately like healing hard and you're then immediately like damaging hard you know there's no like setup required you can just go for it
1: yep and i was having issues with build getting this build working um wild hunt i threw that on there as we said speed is king threw wild hunt on there it kind of just fixed everything (laughs) uh it really started clicking after that
0: something about wild hunt on a on a magplar in particular just it's it seems so right
1: yeah so it's feeling really good. Like I said, you know, I'm saying these good things about Clever Alchemist. That's probably going to be the set that I drop for the Draugrkins. So it'll probably end up being the five-piece Ward Maiden five-piece Um Kind of like what we said, you know, that extra damage, um, like you said, with the rapid strikes is what you're looking forward to, but uh-huh. same thing with jabs, you know, that extra hit on every single one of those jabs. Um Sounds real nice.
0: And are you using the uh, generation to get your uh, spell damage buff? Yes. Okay, so that dot as well yep, will be getting dot. it too. Yeah.
1: Yep. Same thing. So um, that sounds real nice on there. So that's probably a change that I'll end up making on it. Um, but once again, can't say you know. Going back, you know, Magpul are number four on our list. It's they feel really good right now, and and it's just like what you said. You know, all. I'll go full support and be on my support bar and just throw heals and full support and then I'll see, you know, a fight shift and then I'll just switch over, throw in, throw some jabs, uh, get a couple kills and switch back to support. So oh yeah, uh, they're in a great place right now.
0: I'm loving Magplar. I haven't been playing a ton of Magplar, but it's always in the rotation. Like I've been playing a lot of Sork lately and I'll be like uh queuing up a bunch, maybe like one out of every five matches or so but like you know what? let me just go do a, do one or two with the magplar then i'll bounce back to the sork but just kind of have <laughs> to touch base with the magplar once in a while it's really fun i have a, a bit of a magplar
2: issue I, I don't play magplar myself but there's a certain name in a bg that every time i see him in a bg i know i will never <laughs> play that magplar. and uh that he's he's so uh, clever with what he did. He put Desert Rose on his back bar. Almost the exact same build you're running, except Clever Alchemist, he put Desert Rose on there. And he put, Desert Rose, by the way, if anyone's not familiar, when you take damage every four seconds, you gain 2k mag recovery. That's yeah enormous. If you break that out, that's like 500 a second or 1,000 magic of recovery. Wow. And um, so, if you, he has mist form on his back bar, Ugh. so and he's running a, a hyper damage build, so like he will burn someone, and as soon as he gets targeted, he will go into mist form, and that is the only way to recover magica in mist form, is desert rose and a few very other niche ways that don't actually matter, but he can stay in mist form forever because you every four seconds will get two k mag recovery and you will never kill him every any bg i see him in he will have zero deaths or like one stop giving luck. people
0: ideas sam <laughs>
2: that sounds there's no, that sorry. sounds horrible <laughs> desert rose doesn't work with
0: misform. form yeah. we, we tested it doesn't work <laughs> oh okay sorry uh we'll just edit that part out oh um,
1: man i miss is a great ability but i man that is that's one of those frustration abilities when i uh, when i see that in a bg Oh, that one's frustrating. It's one of
0: those, like, I know, like, my rational mind is like, don't target dummy this dude in misform, but I'm doing it anyway. Like, I can't <laughs> just anyways. not do it. <laughs> my
2: monkey brain. The monkey brain part.
0: Is that all you had to say about the bard, Davius?
1: That's it. That's it with bard. He's feeling good with the with the hybrid heal and damage.
0: One other build that I've been playing with. So we were doing some premades the other night. And it came, it became pretty clear to me pretty quickly that success will not be possible without a sork present. Uh, and I haven't been, I haven't played with my sork in ages. It's been maybe a year since I've like seriously done something with my sork. So I decided let's get my sork in shape. That way, when we do some made's if no one else is on a sork, I can jump in with mine and. It, not that I'm the, the world's most amazing sork, but just any sork is good to have on, on a team. You you have mage's wrath slotted? Sweet. Come aboard. So kind of like with a bunch of characters, what I like what I've been doing lately is I've just been kind of digging around in the bank using gear that I already have uh, just to see, just to kind of get a build together that's good enough, just to jump into some battlegrounds and start getting my bearings on the class and kind of get a feel for things, and then if I get some ideas about other sets or whatever, then maybe I'll start making some changes. Um, so the kind of the starter setup that I've been using, it's actually been feeling really nice, uh, is good old Amber Plasm uh, Spinner as a front bar set uh, with a, I think it's a sharpened fire staff, got a Maelstrom resto on the back bar, and two pieces Mighty Chudan. Uh, good old Chudan. Um, this has got a two, Amberplasm and Chudan both.
1: A set for your favorite build or build for your favorite sets? Yeah,
0: I can't get away from them. And, and Spinner too. I love Spinner as well. You so do it's love like, Spinner. But especially Amberplasm, this is a set that I've had in my bank for so long. I've always, like on paper, think it's such a great set. Uh, but I don't think I've ever had it on a build for any... Like significant length of time, I always end up kind of finding something that I like just a little bit better, so it's like my favorite set that I never use, you know, but I think it is kind of just right for uh for the mag sork here you know they're they're kind of the inverse of a stam sork right they ch- they trade stamina for magica with with dark exchange um uh, and so amber Amberplasm, the five piece bonus gives you all three recoveries right Magica, stamina uh, and health recovery um the I think it's like 200-something, I'd have to look it up, but it's it's a pretty good amount. Um, that Magicka Recovery, I find, is like just the right amount to make the build feel really comfortable, and I can just invest in damage otherwise, because I have that Maelstrom Resto in the back bar, so combined with that, the, the sustain feels really good, plus I have I have Dark Exchange. Um, so it actually ends up allowing me to invest quite a bit into damage, and what's really nice about Amber Plasm is the two through four-piece bonuses are offensive focused. It's it's a it's kind of a rare set that it's it's giving you a nice spread of offensive uh, and recovery stats kind of all together. Um, so it just kind of rounds out the stat sheet really really nicely. And that's I've kind of been really into these very like stat focused builds here lately. Um, so I've been enjoying it. So that along with uh, just using tri stat potions, I I always have the stamina to spare. That's always been something about. Uh, the the Magicka version uh, of Dark Exchange, Dark Conversion I think is what it's called um, is like as a Magicka build I don't like spending my stamina like that you know that makes me really nervous uh, so I like the Damber is kind of making sure that I, I always have that little bit of extra stamina uh, so I feel a little more comfortable about that uh, Spinner of course always just a, a solid bread and butter front bar offensive set and Mighty Chudan, uh, the reason I like Mighty Chudan is just because I can't really think of a mythic item that is going to be fantastic for a Sork. I don't. I don't see a lot of value in Wild Hunt when I have Streak, um, and really nothing else seems to be like really, really standing out to me. So I like the fact that Mighty Chudan lets me get rid of the Lightning Form. Uh, best thing about that, I can actually see my character who, look, who <laughs> I to looks see dope. what he
1: looks like.
0: He has a freaking dope outfit that I spent a lot of gold <laughs> and a lot of time and getting him set up so I can actually see what he looks like while I'm playing. It's pretty nice. Um, but also, I get to replace that lightning form with race against time. Get that minor force because I am, it is a crit-focused class. Uh, so that 10% uh, uh, crit damage is nice, plus the, the major expedition and the snare removal. Uh, I like that way better than the the Lightning Form ability, and I don't really feel like I'm losing out on much as far as Mythics and Monster sets go. None of them really seemed um, super enticing to me. Um, not, none of them seemed more enticing than Race Against Time, I, I should say, I guess.
1: Yeah. That build's been working really great. You Not only are you doing crazy damage, but uh, the heals on it are pretty ridiculous as well.
0: Getting those double millions. We had a few yep. sweaty pre-made matches, and... Uh, you know, I would say I'm pretty pleased with the results so far, and I'm certainly oh, yeah. no mag main whatsoever. So we can only go up from here. And Sam, you mentioned uh, when we were when we were playing, like the what's so great about a mag sork is they're they're easy to get into. You can start playing with a mag and start getting great results right out of the gate. Uh, yep. But there's also a super high skill ceiling, and you can you can really main a, a mag sork for a really long time and still find ways to keep becoming a better and better and better sork. Always. Yeah. it's cool. So, um, you know, I'm not trying to I'm not I'm not like taking my Sork into into the um solo queue and like trying to pug stomp. I have been a little bit here lately, but that's not my goal. My my <laughs> real goal is to just get this guy into shape for the for the pre made queue. And that's just gonna be like my kind of my go to pre made guy is the goal here. And I may end up bouncing to other sets eventually, but I don't know. Right now this is Amberplasm Spinner, Maelstrom Rusto, and Two Piece Chudan is is doing me right so far. What else you got, Sam? You got tell us tell us a little bit about your your hybrid Sork. Ah, uh, yes, the hybrid Sork. More so, Sork talk.
2: Yes, so he is an all stamina, everything stamina, um, all medium, everything's medium, and he's just wearing an Inferno staff, which I know might sound crazy, but crushing and crystal weapon. Are, my, are its two spammables and um, they both work on the light attacks of a inferno staff so you can basically play stamina sork with all the damage it comes with at range which uh I did a few duels with you um, you got to see how hard it hits Yeah, to um, preload a crystal weapon um, and then you get to light attack and then the sigic order has an ability called crushing weapon which also buffs your light attack so The combo is interesting. You need to actually do it from range. You actually crystal weapon first, light attack, and then you hit crushing weapon while it's in the air. And then both the crushing weapon and the crystal weapon will both be applied to that same light attack. And that light attack, if you're a sorcerer, can be an overload. And uh, when you land all three of those instantly, there's no counterplay. Uh, (laughs) If you don't have enough health, that is over. It's very fun.
0: Do you have a... Are you no? You're a stam soric, so you're not using mage's wrath, right? I'm the execute. Not,
2: no, okay. I have actually tested playing with that, but the combo is difficult. If the enemy is close by, you can do a a crystal weapon, a crushing weapon, then a light attack and a mage's fury for a one shot. If they're really close, it's actually probably a little stronger. But the the only problem is the crushing weapon ability only has a two second timer, so uh-huh. you. That that's a lot of things to preload and then if you miss or if, if they're a little too far away, that two seconds runs out and it does not connect. So it, it can be very difficult to work with. And as soon as you mages fury someone um ahead of time if you wanted to do your combo afterwards, they already know they're 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 hit with an execute, so they're gonna yeah. roll dodge and you'll never hit them, not with a single target light attack.
0: Yeah, you're kind of signaling that way.
2: Yeah, you're signaling it.
0: Uh, and you're using a fire staff just because of that single target damage passive. Yep, ten percent increased
2: damage to single target abilities.
0: So you plus the range, like I'm saying, fire range. staff as opposed to a bow.
2: Yep, yep. The fire staff has much uh, better utility than the
0: bow. Nice. And I guess yeah, you have the option to to do a heavy attack to get magic back to do more yep. streaks or dark deals. Uh, that's cool. That's a neat idea. Yep, so
2: he is just a glass cannon that stays his range as best as he can. Uh, People that get him are usually um, gap closers who can put a lot of pressure, because being a glass cannon build, as soon as I get pressured too much, I can't get off my back and uh, get away. I've got to rely on streak, and if they can keep gap closing, then it's a slippery slope at that point. But as long as I've got a good team with me, and uh, especially if I have a healer, um, it's it's one of the best builds to fight in premates with a strong healer at your side because you can really burst uh, someone's health out from from full if they're not ready.
0: It is it is hmm. a sight to see to just see a health bar vanish like <laughs> yeah. like that but <laughs> it's before a, it's your an eyes. <laughs> <play style. Yeah. laughs> uh, uh, very
1: eyes.
2: Playstyle.
0: Very. That's cool. What what are the
2: sets? Oh yes, the sets sets are. Uh, I run actually way of fire on the front bar and i have racked my brain trying to find a better set but way of fire every uh two seconds is just i think it adds a little bit more fire damage to your ability so you get to hit him with a, a pretty light proc set hit it's a it doesn't do a whole lot of damage i think the highest hits is maybe 2k on your opponent but it's a it's a little extra Yep. Um, then I run Heartlands, which will increase the damage on the front bar, obviously, and then my healing on my back bar.
0: What's your front bar? What's the trait that you're using?
2: I'm running Sharpened, so okay. I'll get 6k pen on nice. the front bar. And then I run Powered on the back bar so I can streak and heal myself with a bunch more. Uh, I think it's like 16% more healing.
0: Uh, 19%, or 18%, I'm sorry, 18%. 18, yeah. Yeah, Heartland yeah. is maybe my
2: favorite set. Very nice. (laughs) And then I actually run a two-handed Vatishran uh, two-hander on the back bar Uh for that uh, when I use, is it Rally? When I use Rally, and my other stamina abilities will increase my damage just to increase the the combo. And then I use a Wild Hunt so I can quickly get away.
0: Nice. Wild Hunt on a sork. Wow. So
1: he found another way to get a staff on a stamina character. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then... uh, so you have Wild Hunt, but then you also have Minor Expedition from from the Hurricane. So, man, you yes. are speedy on that, dude. Yes, I am. That's and a permanent streak. 30% movement yeah. speed.
2: That's wow. a lot. Wow. That's amazing. And if you really want to get creative, on my back bar, I have um, the Race Against Time. So there's Major Expedition on the back bar. Uh, I use that because it gives more um, crit damage. So when I hit someone, my yeah. my stuff crits a little harder uh to, to land all that crit damage because it's it's uh melee and magicka, like the overload and the melee uh damage. I actually run um the camouflage hunter on the front bar for the melee critical and then I run Magica spell power pots and that will give me my spell oh, critical. Wow.
0: Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, uh, I've run alongside this build in Bee Gees. I have dueled against it uh, with uh, varying degrees of success. We'll, we'll not talk about the success rate, <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it definitely gets the results, and it's fun. It's neat if you just want to just poke someone with a light attack and just watch them blink out of existence. It's, uh, it's kind of, It it's looks pretty so hilarious.
2: unassuming with a little flame light attack flying across the map that nobody, tries, nobody yeah. pays any mind to it until their health bar.
0: Uh, yeah, it's drops. a little light attack weave. Big deal. Mm. Yep. I'm wondering what that death recap. I bet that death recap does not tell a clear story of what <laughs> no, just happened. To everyone's that. confused. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and when you first hit someone with it, um, you know, like let's say you get away from your group and someone surprises you, and uh, maybe they hit you from the back, and and you turn around and hit them real quick, and and they're they were at full health and now they're on life support. They're very confused on what happened and it's It's funny to actually watch their characters a lot of times they'll just try to run away at that point or or just start roll dodging drastically freak out it's 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 funny to watch the reactions
0: yeah, you're just not used to all your health disappearing like that all of a yeah. sudden like yeah, you know like one single global cooldown yep um, that's cool uh davis you got one more for us your werewolf gift of the rift what's up with this dude man
1: oh gift of the rift is a nord in case somebody was wondering
0: <laughs> okay i was wondering yeah, he, yeah, yeah me too. maybe he's gonna maybe he's gonna give us a curveball this time
1: <laughs> uh no actually the fact that i've been on this character is is pretty hysterical to me you know we were uh playing i guess well, i think it was probably last week i don't know i'm getting all my time mixed up here but <laughs> I did not plan on, like, playing on the the, the werewolf build a lot here lately. And I think I logged on to the character to do something cosmetically. Like, I was doing something with the cosmetics of the build. Just had an idea. And then you invited me to a BG, and I was like, well, I'm on with my werewolf. And I was like, all right, yeah, sure. Like, I'll test it out. And uh, it wasn't even a complete build. I didn't even have a, um, a head or a shoulder piece on. So... I ended up throwing the Gaze of Sith this on there, an extra one. Uh, and then I threw on just a, a an extra one-piece monster set. Um, and it went pretty well. You know, we've talked about how kind of werewolves feel really good right now. And I was like, man, I think I'm actually going to start playing with this build. It's pretty fun. Um, just a reminder of the build. It is 100% stat-based. It is all stats. It's a five-piece breaker. Five-piece Hulking Draugr, the Gaze of this uh, monster helm. Uh, and I was running One Piece Swarm Mother, but I've now switched that to One Piece Magma Incarnate for sustain. Uh, because one thing that I've also been reminded of is that werewolves are in a constant struggle for sustain. <laughs> mm. They burn through the resources. Um, but it's it's been going really well. I mean, I'm kind of having to relearn how to play with a the werewolf. The, the first... Several, several matches were hit or miss, um, but they've kind of slowly gotten a little bit better um, with every match that I've done. Um, and it's it's just crazy stats. I mean, you know, I've played with you a couple times. He's he's pretty tanky for a werewolf, which, I feel, tanky, like is, <laughs> which I feel like is nice because I'm also remembering that when you turn into a werewolf, uh, we always go for the werewolf, and that yeah. it, we're not the only ones that do
0: that. <laughs> People focus the werewolf totally. People like to focus the werewolf. <laughs> yeah
1: um but you know, i mean the stats it uh he's got over 50,000 stamina he's got over 30,000 health and he's got about 20,000 magica um wow. and really the craziest thing i know this is going to sound insane um he's got 2600 stamina recovery um oh. Oh. but he actually like it's it feel it like just feels good
0: uh-huh. just barely <laughs> uh,
1: he burns through a lot of recovery uh, and I heavy tack a lot on the build too. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of fun. He,
0: he he's fun to heal. Like I was I was on a healer the other <laughs> night, and the fact that he is so tanky, and you have to stay aggressive in order to stay on that werewolf form. Yes. So you'd be like, hey, I just I'm I'm going in. Sorry, and I have to do it. I have to do it. You could just kind of take a hit or two, and kind of I could catch up and throw you some heals, and it, it worked out pretty nicely.
1: Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with the build. It's. Um, he he does he hits pretty good, um, he does pretty good damage. I you know I've plugged the build you know we always plug our builds into the the build editor, um, and his you know the effective weapon power of this build on the build editor is ninety three oh three, which is pretty yeah. high con- compared to most of my other builds. So he. For no stats, CP it's a pretty
0: it's pretty high. Yeah. yeah.
1: So the stats they, they do translate to he he can hit pretty hard.
0: And just um, if anyone's ever used that UA, the UESP build editor, there's a they have like this theoretical stat on there that they call the effective weapon damage. And it's just uh it's just like a theoretical stack stat used for a point of comparison between different builds, and it kind of factors in your weapon spell damage, your crit, your penetration, like all offensive yeah. stats combined into this number that you can kind of use to compare yep. different things. So what what he means there.
1: Yep. So it, it works out really well. It's a lot of fun. Um, You know, I still probably die a little bit too much with the focus, but um, getting the hang of it. And it's it's I mean, it's nice. I It seems kind of simple. You know, you only play one bar, but. Every now and then it's kinda of nice to relax and, and just just worry about one bar in a battleground.
0: Just get in your mud and truck and go there for it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nice.
2: I thought it was pretty fun running that BG with you the other night when you were in werewolf form. You're like we we had lost sight of the other teams. You're like, I need to chew on someone right now. I'm <laughs> I, need to, lose it. <laughs> I need to I need to feed on somebody. Come there was
0: on. there was a time where there was oh, a point gosh. when you, you did lose the werewolf form. <laughs> yeah. And you, it's a night blade actually. And you're like, I don't know how to play a night blade. I, I,
1: I have no idea how to play a night blade. I was, I was reading the tooltip abilities on my bar in the middle of that battleground. And I was like, all right, so what does this one do? That's
0: so funny. I ended up
1: just light attack and oh. just, I just picked an ability. It was just light attack weaving until I was able to get my ultimate up high enough. <laughs> that's, that's, that was hilarious. a real, that was a real disaster moment. <laughs>
0: But that setup, I mean, Shacklebreaker, Hulking Jagger, Gaze of Sithis—that wouldn't be bad for Stanblade either, you know. So if you, if yeah, you... I
1: mean, his his regular stats out of out of a Werewolf are still pretty ridiculous. He's got, I think it's like thirty-five thousand stamina, thirty thousand health, um, and somewhere around twenty thousand magic. It's still pretty ridiculous. I just
0: Nightblades have you know, incredible stats. Yeah, their stats are ridiculous. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: He's, he's a Nightblade because the original idea was to make a, a, a you know, a stand blade ganker that, you know, would gank people. And then when they finally got up to me, turn into a werewolf. But then I just learned that it's just better to stay in a werewolf. Just be time. a werewolf. <laughs> just be a
0: werewolf. Cool, man. Gift of the Rift, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, Gift of the Rift.
0: Bard of Savengard, Gift of the Rift, all these Nord awesome names you
1: better believe it
0: one of these days i gotta give you the th- this introduction <laughs> that i have in my it's like i'm announcing a professional wrestler is how uh, i'm yeah. imagining it and it's like ladies I... and gentlemen <laughs> the bard of savant <laughs> the gift of the rift the lord of nords david star jumper I'm, well, I'm,
1: I'm up to 10 character names that i think they might all work in that regard i'll so. say them
0: all i'll go down the whole you'll list. go
1: down the whole list <laughs>
0: Sam, I'm blowing up your secret, man. I'm sorry. The the world must know about Zol the Everwakeful. No, don't do it. Kat.
1: Don't
0: do it. Man, I can't believe Whoa. that this thing isn't just like a scourge that that is everywhere because this thing is overpowered, is exactly what it is. Yes. Uh, and I think people just don't know about it. So this is Zol the Everwakeful is one of these new um, Imperial City monster sets, right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. And what it does is, whenever you break free out of a stun, it fears everyone around you. Do you remember the radius on that? Maybe you can look it it's up. Big. I can't it's big. It's eight meters. I eight looked it up. It's meters. Eight meters. Wow, that's Grothdar. <laughs> that's the that's yeah. how big Grothdar is. Um, no no cooldown. Cool yeah, <laughs> no, that's the that's the kicker. No <laughs> cooldown on that. The cool, basically no the cooldown cool is your CC immunity, yep. right? Yep, that's correct. Um. Which means that the way people, ever, the way everyone always tries to kill you is they stun you, then they ult dump you, right, and try to execute. Uh, and the thing is, they stun you, then you break free. You're interrupting their their combo at that critical moment. Every single solitary time, they cannot get it off on you. Uh, and the next time they go for it, you know, five or six seconds later, Zol's ready to go. You can just never do it. You just have to not stun them, basically. So it's the ultimate noob carry set. <laughs> yes it is. It carries me so well. Yeah. Or even if you're not a noob, still uh, a great a great carry still said. great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was words. watching Sam troll people with it uh out at uh Stormhaven, uh dueling some people and uh wearing that thing and uh I, I saw some choice words in the zone chat <laughs> said about it. <laughs> oh god. So uh but and for real though, if you are a you know if you are a PVP noob, if you're someone that's just getting into PVP and you're kind of looking for a little bit of a crutch to help you have that little bit of a buffer to think about what's happening in the moment, Zolda Ever Wakeful uh, might be a good one to consider, uh, just to give you that that moment you need to kind of think about what ability should I cast or what action should I take right now and, and that kind of stuff.
1: I feel like somehow you could combine this and make like the trolliest set ever. I don't remember the name of it, but isn't there like a five piece set that automatically makes you break free. It's a
2: CP. Uh, slippery.
0: Yeah, I uh, think there's also a set as well. Yeah. Oh, is there? Uh-huh. There's a
1: set that I think it you break free and it's got a cooldown, but you'll just always break free automatically. Interesting. I wonder, just those two together, just constantly. <laughs>
2: yeah. If I could give a small shout out to my guild leader, she's the one who kind of put me on. It, it, was, a, it was an idea I had originally, which was the Zul's, but she's a healer. Uh-huh. and that's all she does is heal and she's a tanky healer and she said like uh, in, in PvP when we play together the only thing that will ever kill her because as a healer she can heal herself and the team and she's running Pariah as, and, and the other one is Gossamer so she's getting 20% um, AoE reduction and then Pariah is keeping her super tanky so when she's healing nobody can actually kill her the only way she'll ever die is when she got stunned and so I actually suggested to her that new set when it came out, Zolz. And now I have watched, I, we've done BG's together, we've been in Imperial City together. As a healer, she's unkillable. I've watched like eight people on her back and she's hardly moving because she's so uh, uh, stunned and immobilized and oh my uh, has her speed reduced. But nobody can get a combo off on her. She's never being attacked while, uh, while she's not healing. Yeah. So she can, I've watched eight people on her back and nobody can take her down. It's incredible. Wow.
0: Grizzly Khan comes in with the, the clutch Dauntless Combatant is the set that makes you break oh. free automatically gotcha. uh, for no cost with a 21 second cooldown. We already talked about Drogerkin's Grip, uh, Zogman's Warband, I wanted to mention that. I finished uh, farming that out for my Magblade, and I upgraded, I, I farmed it on normal. I upgraded the jewelry to purple, uh, and then I realized that it's still, um, it's still robust, and it needs to be arcane, and I don't have the platings. Uh, to, to reconstruct it. So we're still, we're still working on the, on the Zogvins setup uh, more. So stay tuned on that one. <laughs>
1: that was a devastating moment. There was, ah, uh, <laughs> dude,
0: those platings are so expensive, man. A lot of
1: gold spent in yeah. error.
0: But, um, anyway, any other sets or anything you guys wanted to mention here? I guess not. Okay. Uh, nerf, nerf, uh, extra
1: nerf for, uh. Convergence. Yep. Nerf, dark <laughs> convergence. Dark <laughs> convergence.
0: Um I normally don't really talk about these Crown Store showcase things but um this one is just kind of funny because uh shout out to Grizzly Con for totally calling uh calling this a couple of episodes ago Arox the mutilator is now a house guest. Um it happened. So he knew it. He uh it was foretold by the by the great what Grizz. If, what if
1: Grizzly Khan is the is the zas developer that listens into the show he's the one
0: that explains <laughs> it all it doesn't there's, explain a lot. there's always these these coincidental we'll talk about something on the podcast and then something something some update will happen that <laughs> favors Davius in particular it seems yeah. Uh, but yeah there's a you know, Crown Store Showcase, the usual. There's going to be, in December, there's going to be uh, houses, furnishings, crafting motifs, arms packs, mounts, and all that stuff. But Arox the Mutilator as a house guest, uh, that's going to be pretty pretty cool and probably going to pick him up. Emails and shoutouts. No emails this week, uh, but uh, we do have some, uh, multiple shoutouts. Number one i got to correct myself from last week. We made, a, <laughs> we made a mistake, and I am so sorry. <laughs> uh, we were talking about these uh, new opal styles that are going on uh, that we get from the Undaunted event, and um, it was Dr. Professor that said that the Chokethorn opal style <laughs> was new in the chat. Uh, we, we acknowledged – that in the chat but we gave credit to grizzly (laughs) Khan. very sorry it was dr professor that said that the choke thorn oval style page was new this event so there you go dr professor you got your shout out that you are due (laughs) (laughs) thank you he says you're welcome
1: Uh, all is right now
0: uh Another shout out to Dr. Professor, and this is huge news. He's made the jump, you guys. He has canceled a subscription on PlayStation and has started up a new subscription on the PCNA server. Uh welcome aboard, buddy. Glad to have you here. Uh and this is a big deal. This dude has, I think you told me 12 characters on PlayStation all leveled up. You know, he's got, you know, he's been playing for Probably longer than we have, a craft bag, you know, all the stuff. Think of all the stuff you have in your account right now. You'd be, would you be willing to just give that up and start from scratch on a new server? Like, no, crazy town. Um, but Dr. I'm Professor not did sure it. I
1: would, but I'm happy Dr. Professor is.
0: about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's, that's cool. You got to level up your main. He's still, I don't, I don't know, I had to make him some training gear the other day so he could get his main basically like recreated in this game uh just wild to think about
1: but go ahead and send him his set of stoons. go ahead and send yeah. it to him in the mail Student,
0: your, your cp-160 stoons will be on will be there by the time you get there man <laughs> uh, and uh yeah it's gonna be cool man just to have you uh, around to do some bgs with and do some dungeon runs and whatever whatever we're gonna do it'll be cool man so glad to have you here also very special shout out of course to our guest uncle sam thank you so much for being here dude Thank you guys for having me. Absolute pleasure.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome that you're here, man. Thank
0: you. I always enjoy playing BGs with you, and I always enjoy your perspective on things, and I, it's I'm, I'm glad that we get to share a bit of that with the... Uh, what
2: about my perspective on your outfits?
0: <laughs> only I only like your perspective on my outfits when you just say, looks great, and, then, and nothing else.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. <Yeah. laughs> well, it's funny because... Sam really will come with the criticism, you know. You're like, you're like, hey, dude, I want to show him this new look. Check check out my character's new look. And he'll be like, yeah, you know, I think your your shoe should be a different color. Have you considered <laughs> changing it to this color? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, a, you're supposed to just say, looks great, man, I love it. <laughs>
1: i love
2: it sam it was rhetorical i didn't want actual criticism Uh,
1: (laughs) you say whatever you feel about outfits i'm gonna gonna end up showing you every outfit i got on characters
0: (laughs) i love it it. and it's so earnest and genuine you're not like being mean about (laughs) it you're like no you're yeah it's 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 good it's all good uh so yeah thanks again for being here man we'll have to have you have you again sometime thanks for having me uh Last but not least, we have a guild. It is called Stoon's Goons. It is the best named guild on PCNA, <laughs> and it is also the official guild of the and podcast.
1: You're getting better at that. It's almost commercial-esque. <laughs> uh,
0: what, uh, what are the benefits of being a member of Stoon's Goons, you might ask? Um, stop asking so many questions is my, <laughs> is my, uh, is my answer. my no, uh, no further questions. <laughs> <laughs> it speaks for itself uh, <laughs> so if you want to be a member of Students Goons you can email us at uh, <laughs> no. uh, you can email us at podcast at gmail.com also email us any questions you might have, any suggestions for the show anything you'd like to maybe hear us talk about, tell us a joke, say hello uh, tell us what your favorite breakfast cereal is, I don't know just send us an email, scrollandpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com uh, Uncle Sam, any other shout outs or anything you want to say before we go? No, uh, thank you again for having me here. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. It was fun. Davius, anything else? Uh,
1: yeah, I got a, you know, Grizzly Khan beat me to it, but just a huge shout out to uh, the people that joined us. Uh, oh, we yeah. Got a, we got a lot of people that joined us tonight. This is yeah. pretty awesome
0: uh man we had uh we'll see brandon vermin cpu was here earlier so what was it vernie's sorry man i don't i hope i'm pronouncing is
2: how he goes
0: Vernsey. 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 brandon and cpu was here earlier He, he dipped out a little bit early uh thank all you guys for being here so much it uh it adds so much to uh to the show and make it just helps us feel more natural about having a conversation it's really really cool i really appreciate you guys being here So anyway, uh, I think that's it. We're going to get out of here. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Three, two, one. Boom. Okay. (laughs) Oh, we got double boom. I love (laughs) it. Double booms. Hold on. Boom. (laughs)
2: Yes. Oh, man. A triple boom. Are you kidding me?